and welcome to another episode of Carry On Up The Misses. I'm Christopher, and this is The Misses. Hi, I'm Fiona. Thank you for downloading this podcast. I hope you enjoy it. So, we're now deep into the first series of Carry On Laughing. Uh, the first episode we watched tonight being uh, Orgy and Bess. Uh, a story of Queen Elizabeth I, Hattie Jakes, uh, and machinations of uh, Sir Francis Drake, Sid James, uh, involving marriages and plots and all sorts of shenanigans. What did you think, Fiona? I enjoyed this. <gasps> Steps back in amazement. Um, now, maybe it's because my expectations were so low <laughs> that I felt this was better. Mm. I have written a whole list of laughs. Um, I think there are certain character actors in this that maybe upped the ante up the game up the standard. Mm-hmm. Uh, I did think it maybe petered a bit towards the end. I'm not entirely sure quite how it all resolved itself and why everybody was suddenly happy at the end. But because fine. Drake had defeated, defeated the Spanish. But all the other, like, Essex and Raleigh's uh, plotting against Drake had come to naught. I know. And you would think they would now be out of favour in the court. Anyway, should we start at the beginning? Let's start at the beginning. So, um, if we go for the laughs. Yep. Mm -hmm. Scene one. Uh Uh-huh. Hattie Jakes. Uh Uh-huh. Long may she reign. (laughs) She was brilliant. (laughs) And just her, when she arrived... Mm-hmm. And her opening speech was interrupted by the trumpeting. Oh, yes. Uh-huh. Do not interrupt the trumpet. Oh, no. When I play the queen, don't trumpet. Yes. It's all Basically, it's all puns. It is all puns. <laughs> but just her facial expression. Mm-hmm. When it, it's just brilliant. That made me laugh. Top hatty. Top hatty. I like what you did there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, see, you just ooze puns now. Uh, it's, it's all this carry on. Yeah, it's just puns. Yeah. Um, I think possibly the one of the biggest parts Hattie's ever had in a carry-on, the only ones I can think of where she might have been bigger were Cabby when she was the... Um, Mrs. Mrs. And at your convenience with the um, clairvoyant minor bird. She was Sid's wife and the, the minor oh, bird. Oh, yeah, yeah. I don't know if she's necessarily a bigger part, but that, that she was had amazing. a big thing. But I think what was good about her. this is it wasn't particularly matronly. No, and not she really. she had, you know, the love life. But there was plenty of fat lady gags. There was plenty of fat lady gags. Which was a bit, I thought, got a bit much, really. Yeah. Um, so the next laugh I've noted down is, I have a message from Santa Cruz. Oh, surely you don't believe in Santa Cruz at your age. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> so basic, so funny. <laughs> but again, I think Hattie delivering it helps me yeah. think it was funny. Mm-hmm. Um And when Sid James, uh, Sir Francis Drake, was on the boat mm-hmm. and the guy in the crow's nest shouted a fast behind and he mm-hmm. said, yes, she does have a fast behind, but she's still your queen. <laughs> well, that's one of the fat lady gags. I, I, I wouldn't have thought you'd have thought that was funny. I, I think it was just the pun, the play oh, words okay. that I enjoyed on that. Um, and then at the end of that scene... When the guy in the crow's nest went, land ahoy, and Sid James said, where? And then they obviously hit it. Hit the land immediately, <laughs> yeah. Oh, that caught me. Um, so we're, we're now Sir Francis Drake entering into the, uh, the Queen's Chamber. The Queen's Chamber, mm-hmm. And she's saying, um, 
what what uh, what have you brought back for for me? And um, he says nothing. And she goes, what about the nation's coffers? Mm-hmm. And he says, don't blame me. So far as Drake brought so, back tobacco. Walter Raleigh, sorry. Tobacco, brought, yeah. back, um, brought back tobacco. I thought that was quite clever. Mm-hmm. Though the other element of that um, scene, which was very unfortunate, mm-hmm. drifting down to it was a different time, Yes, was um, I sent you to Spain to rape and pillage. Well, one out two ain't bad. That's not funny. No, not funny. Rape is not funny. he didn't pillage, so therefore he must have raped. I know. Yep. Um, I'll come back to it as a different time, but that was just in Mm. that scene. Um, To be honest, actually, this one would actually be a good one to show. Because for it was a different time, it was a lot of different time in here. But yet, at the same time, it was funny. mm. Not necessarily those jokes, but... As a whole, the production was funny, and it, you know, so it's it's that dichotomy of well, you do know, I like it? it or am do I allowed I to like it? Yeah. Should I be liking this or not? Um, the next, next laugh. The next laugh. I've written something like. Oh yeah, he is the biggest. Yes. So, uh, Spanish, Kenneth Connor's character. Kenneth Connor's character, hey! King Philip of Spain. King Philip of Spain. He says that he is rich because he exports fighting bulls Bulls around all over Europe. Europe. Yes, he is the best bull shipper in Europe. Yep, you laughed at that the last time the carry-ons used that gag. Well, there's something coming up about that. (laughs) (laughs) I don't recall that one. It was in carry-on cruising. Yeah, right. Um... And then I did enjoy this, which... Now, was it Essex that came in? The Earl of Essex. The Earl of Essex. um, When... um, uh, Hattie was sitting sitting on on Sid Sid James' lap. Yes. And he said, it's Virgin on the Ridiculous. Oh! oh! So that was good. And then the next one was the one that I noticed as a big repeat. What was that? It's... um, when they walk off together and say, where are we going to go? Your place by the water. Hampton Court? No, that's just the way I walk. <laughs> was, that, was that in Henry or in one of the other... Do you remember the, the Christmas special? The Christmas one. Where they sung that song. The Madrigals, it, yes. Yeah, and it was all... Oh, when Henry got his Hampton, Hampton Court. And the ah, whole song was that yes, joke. Yes, yes. yes. So, and my last laugh that I've noted down is when Babs, who doesn't have a big part, but I think she did it all right. <laughs> hey. Yeah. Um, the Lady Letchworth. The Lady Letchworth. She she turned to the camera and said, I hope they come here too soon. And then Sid James goes, who are you talking to? <laughs> in, a, in a really sort of natural way. I thought it was, he did it very well. Yeah. Like, who are you talking to? Yeah. So that was that was quite funny. So um, do you have any further laughs that I have ever Well, the other th- Well, no, not that you did. But there were some points that I thought that's funny. Well, that should get mentioned. The, when the first letter... That Hattie Jakes read from the um, from the uh, ambassador in Spain mm-hmm. spoke back to her when she made a comment about it. Oh yes, and said yes, you're right. Yes. no, I do mean it. War, yes, yes, but, war. Yes, yeah. war. Mm-hmm. And I also liked on the uh, on the boat. Um, they spotted another boat, a Spanish Spanish vessel. What kind of vessel? Frigate. Yes, that's what I say. That's what I think. Frigate. Oh. I was in. As in, fuck it. Right. Doesn't work if you spell it out. It was clever. 
Um, uh, I loved th- uh, when Sid said to Babs that he'd seen her. He knew who she looked like because he'd seen her in the Sunday parchments. Yes. That was good. And I also liked Kenneth Connor, which I think we need to come on to next as well. His sort of, uh, what I would call, Crip Suzette Spanish. Um, oh, but he was just saying words that are in English that are of Spanish origin. Yes. Uh, or even just places in Spain, Ibiza yeah. and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> and ultimately with Slapo de Tico de Rompo. <laughs> it's I'm... a bit like you're Spanish when you go into a garage and say, I. What pump were you at? Pompo Dosso. It was pump. She knew. She... The woman knew exactly what I was saying. Because I was saying it clearly and. Directly to her and holding up two fingers at the same time. Aye, but you could have just said two and she would have understood that too. Well, I was I was getting myself in with the language. Yeah. <laughs> Pumpo Dosso, indeed. <laughs> uh, shall we talk about... Um, Pumpo Dosso? What, no, what I think is the standout performance of this... Uh, does it involve pump- flamenco dancing? It does. <laughs> of, uh, in, in a show where there are a lot of good performances being put in, Kenneth Connor. I... I I didn't actually put in Kenneth Connor. I just put his flamenco dancing in as <laughs> as something of note. It is spectacular. And he was, and and what I loved about it was he was dashing. He's been re, he's been old crusty. Aye, he has year. been a bit but crusty. This was he was he was a good looking guy. He was, loved it. and he was he presented himself well. Yeah. And I think it shows how good it was that when he left the scene, the audience applauded him. Yes. Which, I, which we haven't seen previously no. in this. I didn't even know it was a live studio audience. Yeah, oh, then. I think it was definitely a live studio audience, yeah. So Now, yeah. another person... We've well, we'll met... go through the cast then. No, we? no, I just wanted no. a couple more things. Um, mentioned Hattie. Yeah. The little funny bald man that kept on getting hit by Jack Douglas. <laughs> I don't know who that is. I know, but <laughs> he was good, he was wasn't good, he? Yeah. <laughs> I don't see the point, but I think it did add something. Mm-hmm. And then I'm just going to say, I've written... Wouldn't it have been much better if Kenny or Charlie was Raleigh? Yeah, well, definitely. But we know why we're not getting Kenny and Charlie. I know. Kenny won't do telly. Charlie's on the outs. But equally, Raleigh and Essex, I would Mm. have happily replaced. Essex? Yeah, no, I didn't like him. I thought Bernard Breslau. Or Butterworth. You know who Essex was? No. Essex. Don't look at me like that. Was Jack Douglas. Was it? Yes. Oh, let me see. Essex was... Jack Douglas was both the master of the roles and the Earl of Essex. I've never seen Jack Douglas without a stupid haircut. (laughs) I think he was good as a straight... He was good straight. Well, the fact that I didn't even notice him, and even as the master of the ceremonies, whatever he was, Mm -hmm. um, he didn't do the... He did. He did do it once. Oh, did he? He did it... When, when, and this is an interesting bit too, they suddenly cut to it being like a TV news program. Oh, I didn't like that. And when it cut back to him and he was canoodling with Barbara Windsor, and he yeah. realised, he did that then. Oh, I thought he was just, oh, yeah, way, way. So it kind of got caught up in yeah. there, but yeah. But to be honest with you, you're now, uh, like, uh, if he doesn't do it, I'll feel a bit cheated. Mm, he yeah, has yeah. to do Alpha Pixie no, no. Press. But no, I... But so where, where is the Bernard Breslaws? Where is the Butterworth? Yeah, Butterworth. Mm. They were much better. Even as Raleigh, I'm sure they would have been. Butterworth could probably have done Raleigh. Mm. He um, was Raleigh. Raleigh's a guy called John Carlin. We haven't come across him before. Let's hope we don't come across uh, I think, him again. I think the, the issue that we have with... But is it is it really him? Or is it, or is it that basically this character was written as a um, 
gay panic caricature homosexual. There was a bit of gay panic. I the only bit of gay in... panic was the bit about was when he said, Francis Drake said James said to him, you discovered tobacco. And Riley said, yes, would you like me to fill your pipe? And said, you just you try it. I know. That, so that was but the there was the other element of um, Raleigh saying to Drake, you are talking to a queen. And Drake mm-hmm. goes, yes, I can see that. I can see that. Applying to Raleigh. Mm-hmm. And then there was... Um, CC, I know CC, you are. Um, and then El Campo. Uh-huh. And, uh, and then he went poof. Poof. And mm-hmm. he went. So there was a, just a lot of, of gayness is funny, isn't it? Yeah. Although I thought some some of the lines were quite good when, but mainly if it was Raleigh that got them, because there was there was less awkwardness then. Yeah, it? there was something about um, the or oh, the Spanish have turned the other way. Oh, hooray! I, that was that was okay. Oh I yeah, thought. yeah, that's um, so. Yes, there was a bit of gay panic. So, uh, so what do we think then? Said any good? Um. I think I'm bored of Sid always being the main character. I know it's what people want, and he probably would be outcry if he wasn't, but mm-hmm. um, he was fine. He didn't mm-hmm. detract from it, but I wouldn't say he was brilliant. Hattie, we liked Hattie. Oh, she was brilliant. Excellent. Uh, Jack Douglas, now, now that you know he was both characters. Well, yes, I suppose I'll give him credit for that, because the fact I didn't even notice it means... It was him. Yeah. I think he was very good as ethics. Good as the master of the rules, too. I quite liked him having to do all the sort of... Um, introductions, introductions yeah, no, that was good. Mm. Kenneth Connor as Spain. Hats off to Kenneth Connor's character. Uh, Barbara Windsor was Lady Letchworth. She, fine, but she was fine, but she was still Babs. Mm-hmm. Um, but at least she, there wasn't too much of her. Hey, well, hey, the way we did see quite a bit of her, I think. I think at one point when when she was uh, said, yeah, I think we saw a bit more than perhaps an audience of, of uh, ITV in 1975 would be expecting. Um, I bet there was some warm bits of video why people were around. <laughs> well, it took a long time before this series became available on video, actually. <laughs> video. But um, No, I didn't like... John Carlin, really. we didn't think he was... But then it might not have been him. Let's give him a chance if he comes mm. back, shall we? Uh, Norman <laughs> Chapel. <laughs> I see he's coming back. Norman Chapel as Lord Burley. He wasn't really in it. But no, but do you, he's been he's been in a carry on before. In Cabby, he was the Union steward. No, no not saying not meaning anything. Not a very big part, but something no. I do. Victor Madden was Mr. Todd, who was the uh, bosun of the ship, basically. Yeah, it was He'd a nice... Was a, that before. was a good scene, so I'm, uh, he must okay. have taken some credit for that. And uh, MacDonald Hobley, who was a real uh, broadcaster. Oh, well, good on him the, for doing that, then. the, the sort of ooh, ooh, half-time ooh, report. Ooh, 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 ooh. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Oh, I'm reading the portholes. Oh, oh, oh. We didn't mention that. So, um, it could perhaps part of the reason why you enjoyed it be that this was written by a different set of writers. Yes. <laughs> it was chalk and cheese compared to the last yes. time. This was but ba- this, this, was this back to the original? No, this was, um, the film one. This was Barry Cryer, who you'll be aware of. Now, I saw him at the beginning and thought he was going to be actually in it. In it. No, he wrote it. With Dick Bosborough, uh, who's also written loads of stuff. But not carry on stuff before. But not carry on No, no, before. much better. And I think I think it was actually the writer I hated in the last... The last three were... The same writer, yes. Are we seeing him again? Maybe. Oh, what um... What's his name? Dave Freeman. Um, uh, do you want to do a bit of uh, TV oh, what, what else is on? 
Uh, this was the I, night... I'm, still, I'm still Lulu and Kojak, I think. Uh, well, Lulu and Kojak are one of your options, but this was the night that the first episode of the Ark in Space was uh, uh, broadcast. Um, I don't know what the Ark in Space is. It's a classic Doctor Who. Oh, sorry. You could have just said Doctor Who. Homo sapiens. Tom and everything. Tom and everything. Early Tom. Tom when... When he could have done anything, he could have been, he could have, sorry, we'll just diverge quickly into a bit of uh, appreciation of Tom Baker. Tom Baker, when he first became Doctor Who, could have played any part in any production ever. He was amazing. Then he kind of got stuck in being Tom Baker. Anyway, uh, Arkham Space Episode 1, uh, it was quarter to nine on ITV. BBC One was the end of Lulu and the beginning of Kojak. BBC Two, Ah, now, an unofficial rose, the adaptation is finished, and we're now got an adaptation of Jane Eyre. Ooh. Starring Michael Jason and Sorsha Cusack. I might have been tempted by that. And following that, the something called the Magic Moving Picture Show, which was basically an excuse for the BBC to show some of the earliest um, moving pictures. So, like, the train coming to the station, oh, the journey to the moon, that sort of thing. You would love all that stuff. Oh, it would be great. I would love to have watched that. I, I probably, I might have, I would have been torn. I'd certainly have gone straight over to the Magic Moving Picture Show as Day, soon as. Uh, days before uh, Video as well. Oh yes, you couldn't, you couldn't you have done both. You had to make a choice. Couldn't have done both. But shall we carry on and leap one week into the future uh, and watch the next episode of Carol and Laughing? Let's hope it's written by the same writers. Join us again. Welcome back, my naughty Normans and saucy Saxons. We've just, I hesitate to say enjoyed, endured, one in the eye for Harold by Lou Schwartz. Fiona, over to you. Well, we've taken a, a dip down now again. <laughs> Maybe not quite as low as that rubbish right at the beginning of the series. Okay. Um, I do have some laughs written down. I do have some comments. Mm-hmm. Um, I did not fall asleep. This is good. Um, I would say on a positive note, Kenneth Connor and Jack Dun- Douglas as a duo, mm-hmm. I think very good. All right. But there was a lot of just them. Yeah. Because fuck all else was in it. <laughs> well, nothing really happened, did it? But but um, the characters, I mean, we had a, a sexy Joan. That was nice. Not sure yes. if those were her real breasts. I, I was staring at them quite intently. Oh, I think I think they have to be her real breasts. I don't think we're... Do you think they could have been like... Because they moved a bit. I know. I agree but with you. They look very white. What I thought was they look like one white. of those false breasts mm. that men wear in stag do's. Yeah. Shall we tell them what the story is? The story is set in... It's Harold. 1066. And uh, Jack Douglas is in... Is... Uh, a uh, soldier in Harold's army, and he is entrusted uh, to fetch a secret weapon that's been developed by monks, um, which is, is seen by Kenneth Connor. Uh, has to get that to King Harold. First of all, they go, they're, ba- they're too late to get to the first battle, then they get to Hastings. Um, they're pursued by French agents. First of all, a strange chap. He um, wasn't Bernard Breslau. Not Bernard Breslau. Should have been. Uh, and then by Joan Sims, um, Black Cowl, 
was the name of the uh, first agent. Um, then when they get to Hastings, they give Harold the secret weapon, which is a sort of helmet, uh, but he suffocates. The so, helmet was was designed to stop arrows going to his eye. Yes. Because it was prophesied that that would happen. That's how he would die. But when they killed him by suffocating him, they thought, let's just stick an arrow in his eye and run. And it. run away. The end. With yeah. hilarious consequences. So, sure. yes, as you say, most of it was Jack Douglas and uh, Kenneth Connor. Yes. Kenneth Connor was very good, I thought. Do you not think Jack Douglas was? Not in this particular oh, way. okay. Um... Uh, who was the Norman King? The Norman King was David Lodge. I liked his eyes. His eyes? His eyes. I, he did I, a lot of acting with his eyes. One of your laughs came from him, I think. Well, your big laugh at the beginning came from him. <laughs> yeah. When he, he, was he, was, he, was, he was William the Conqueror. Yeah. And, of course, he was French. And so he wanted to exchange his crown for the British crown, which meant taking off one crown and putting on an identical crown that had a Union Jack on it, at which point he said... Jolly good show, yes, pal. <laughs> Which I just thought was funny. <laughs> and then soon after, he says, uh, "We must get there too sweet, the tutor, the sweeter." Hey, that's what I laughed at. So yeah, I think he he must get some credit. Mm-hmm. Um, now, then I have in terms of characters, mm-hmm. the character is old. That was, uh, uh. Is it older? Oh, is that the, um. The non Babs? Yes, the, uh, Diane Langton, who was the barmaid, basically. But she was told to do it as if she was Babs. So, oh, do you think it was just. Just do what Babs does. We haven't got Babs, you're Babs cheap. <laughs> you're the cheap Babs. You're the Poundland Babs. <laughs> Poor woman. Well, she did. I mean, she yeah, didn't no, add I any of herself to it. Apart from a lot of herself, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, did like Sexy Joan. And I, I must admit, Joan was someone I didn't mention last time, but she was missed. Some oh, she was missed. Yeah. You missed her last time, okay. Yeah. Um, and the only, before we get on to last, and there were a few, the only different time I've written down about mm-hmm. was the Randy Old Woman. Yay, for equal <laughs> rights! <laughs> you said, I think there was a sort of argument for that being quite progressive, that she was, she loved the idea that there was going to be a battle, because then there was going to be, interestingly, they didn't say rape. She kept saying pillage. I want some pillaging. And it's like, and that's then, not what pillaging is. And the love. French, and the French couldn't pillage their way out of a paper, a paper bag. bag. Yeah. Of course, the joke there was that she was actually trying to get some pillaging for her young granddaughter who was gorgeous when she turned yeah, up. Yeah, that just. Not the, this woman, the, you know, she is not on there. She's credited as old hag. She didn't even get a name. Even her granddaughter got a name, although that was for a joke, not on your Nelly. Come on, yeah. our Nelly. I'm afraid you have to try again. But, um, but yeah, I, I quite like the fact there was a randy old woman. Okay. But on to some laughs. Mm-hmm. It's not much. There, there's one where Kenneth, uh, Jack Douglas has arrived mm-hmm. at the um, monastery. Kenneth Connor fallen out the, the monastery because of his uh, bird powder. Um, and he's all obviously all up with smoke and he's sneezing and he sneezes and that makes Jack Douglas go, hey! Hey, hey! <laughs> that made me laugh. <laughs> um, and then there were, uh, Kenneth Connor kept on collecting herbs in the forest as they're trying to get to the king. Mm-hmm. And, um, he says, stop, uh, collecting herbs. It's like, well, this is very good for, um, 
Oh, it's something to do with it for going to the toilet. No, um, Jack Douglas said, my problem is, no. is, is, is to keep going. I was getting to that part. All oh, right, okay, that, that was how it started. No, 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 no. It was, this is very good for the oh, bowels. Okay. My problem is to keep going. Well, then you better try this. Something different. Oh, right. I see, I get it. It yeah. was toilet humor. Okay. And now, Jack Douglas, mm-hmm. when he got to the inn mm-hmm. with non Babs, Caroline Babs, um, he was a bit whore. Yeah. I quite like that better than Sid's whore. <gasps> Sacrilege. Now, uh, we haven't mentioned the non-Sid. Well, it's funny, because, of course, you said last time, I wouldn't miss Sid if he wasn't there. Did you miss Sid? No. Well, there we go, then. But this must be one of the first without Sid at all. It's been a long time since we've not had... And normally you get a Sid character, like we've had Phil Silver was a Sid replacement. Yeah. Um, Harry H. Corbett was a Sid replacement. But then you're way back to, you know, spying and Jack mm. when he didn't have Sid. There was that horrible... There was that rubbish Christmas one when they didn't have Sid. How do I tell it apart from the other Christmas ones? <laughs> they didn't have Sid in it. It was the one we said, if you haven't got Sid or Kenny or Charlie, it's really not much, up to much. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, this one did not have Sid or Kenny or Charlie. But it but was still better than... Than the, the first ones, yeah. last week's ones. The writing was not as bad. But then nothing really happened, as he said. I know, it, did, it just didn't seem to go anywhere. Um, I, I would, the only thing I would want to add is, I said, we, we kind of get a, a glimpse of the old Kenneth Connor when a female is attracted to him, and he's like, mm, I don't know what to do. Yeah. Um, and he did got to do a bit more dancing as well. Oh, the can-can. So, there we go. So, uh, one in the eye for Harold. Not a big winner, I don't think. No. Are we moving on to well, Shall we move on? Well, go on then. Join us after this short break. <laughs> Aye, tiddy, aye, tiddy, tum, tum, toot. It was the nine old cobblers. What have you got to say to that, Fiona? Well, I was told if you can't say anything good, <laughs> don't say anything at all. <laughs> There's one good thing in this. Oh. <laughs> Shall we say it together? One, two, three. John says playing the drums. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Because it was a wonderful writer, not, of Dave Freeman. And, yeah, it, it's exactly as bad as it was before. Even though it had Kenneth Connor in it mm-hmm. and Jack Douglas, who mm-hmm. we said would, were quite good last time. And Babs was in it, not Parallel Babs. Mm-hmm. And, and Patsy Rollins was in it. Uh, yes, and I thought we'd have more of her, but yeah. we didn't. Um, and Joan was excellent as the... It was a spoof of the Lord Peter yes. Whimsy um, murder mysteries. Are you familiar with them at all? Not really, but it's They're a general... pretty much like this, yeah, but, <laughs> but not as funny. It's not, um, it's not far from Agatha Christie. Yeah, that kind thing, of thing, yeah. Which I did wonder, of all my guessing of the next Carry On film, have I ever said who done it? No, you don't even have. It's not a murder mystery. There's the never really been a murder made. mystery, no. And I have one other joke, Mm -hmm. which is when Jack Douglas got his telegram in his house and it it said said knickers and Kenneth Connor said, 
Kenneth Connor's character said, Punto the butler. It's either from, it's either, yeah, it's either from a man called Nickers who has nothing to say. Just the idea of that tickled me. <laughs> or it's messages Nickers. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I, I have to disagree with you slightly. I think this was quite good. You're wrong. <laughs> I think it was pleasant to watch. Yeah, I must admit, it wasn't, it didn't make me cringe, it didn't make me want to curl up in a ball, but it also didn't make me laugh. Okay. Um, I, I, uh, the, the, the only other bit that I thought was actually really quite funny was that Joan Sims' character was described as Britain's leading exponent on secret ciphers, jazz music, and centipods. And that never, the centipods bit never came back into it again. But, uh, I thought she was really good yeah. for like two and a half seasons of, but to be honest with you, that's kind of the kind of part I remember Joan Sims playing from when I was young. Yeah, I see. In the sort of post-carry-on uh, age. Um, a very odd bit where they had film, the actual film, for yeah. the uh, outdoor footage, and then they had Jack Douglas and Kenneth Connor in their car on film and then not on film to do the dialogue. And it really jarred. With you. You with can me. tell the difference. You can tell the difference. Video. But then even more strange is later on they had Jack, because I thought it must be something about the sound of the mm-hmm. car means they can't get the record dialogue. But then later on they had dialogue on film. I was like, that's a bit, that's very strange. Maybe they had to go back and do that scene uh, on a day that they didn't have the film. Well, possibly. Doesn't quite work like that, but uh, possibly. <laughs> Don't look at me like that. I'm not going to explain to you how TV and film works. No, but you could be a bit less patronising about mm, it. Could I? Should we ask what else was on that day? <laughs> Do you want to know? <laughs> Would you like to know? Interestingly, um, something that wasn't mentioned. The word interesting. In what, something wasn't mentioned the day before was that in the uh, billing for the last episode, it actually made mention of the fact that Sid James and Barbara Windsor weren't in it. Oh, really? What did it say? Well, I haven't got the actual quote here, but. It kind of intimated it's like this won't be as good because Sir uh, James and Barbara Windsor aren't in it. Um, but um, on this one, the nine old cobblers, uh, yet again, Lulu and, Ko- Lulu and Kojak, um, or on BBC Two. But you know, in my head, it's the same show where they're both in it. <laughs> Just Lulu and Kojak. Like in bed, like uh, Bernie and. Like Mark and White. Yes. You know, they're not a mismatched detective. Duo. <laughs> Who well, loves you, baby? Well, they would do the the height difference yeah. quite well, wouldn't they? You can see them standing back to back, yeah. can't you? In that in that pose. Um, so on BBC Two, if you were following a bit of culture, Jane Eyre was yeah. still uh, going, followed by a suitable case. Bear in mind, this is prime time Saturday night, nine o'clock Saturday night. BBC Two, admittedly, but still nine o'clock Saturday night. A suitable case for killing. A debate on euthanasia. Well, it had to be sometime. Nine o'clock on a Saturday night. It's not family entertainment. What was going it? on? Yeah, this was the final episode of the first series of. Yay! We finished a series. Yep. Um, it was replaced by the brilliant Wheel Tappers and Shunter Social Club, which was like a variety show set in a working men's club. Oh, brilliant! Are you going to make me watch that? Carry one? Carry on up the Wheel Tappers. Uh, yeah, you'd be amazed the kind of folk could turn up on it. Yeah, but. It's the kind of thing I think you would enjoy more than that. Oh, I remember it was repeated on Granada Plus in the early 2000s. And as you can imagine, my family just loved it. Um, and also the following week was the night that Billy Connolly told the joke on Parkinson about the bike rack. Oh, the bike rack. 
Um, so yes. So uh, yeah, I, I, I have to say I quite like Lord Peter Flimsy and the Nine yeah. Old Cobblers. You're on your own, mate. I'm on my own. Okay. Well, shall we crash on with uh, the first episode of the second series? Now. Now. Oh, go on then. Woohoo! So, here we are then, having been Under the Round Table, episode one of series two of Carry On Laughing. Did you carry on laughing? I would say I'm, I'm middle of the road with this. Okay. Not as bad as the, the Kevin Free or whatever his name was. Lord Peter Flimsy. No, that's right. Or Dave Freeman. Dave Freeman. This is a Lou Schwartz uh, script. Yes, mm-hmm. which is not as good as the ones I really liked. Mary Claire and Dick Vaughan. Aye, uh, but not as bad as... So. Okay. Middle of the road with this one. Uh, this was, uh, as the title implies, um, King Arthur uh, setting up his Knights of the Round Table. Uh, one of those who arrived was Sir Pure Heart. Uh, who, Breslau. Breslau, um, who extolled the virtues of chastity and abstinence, Temper. temperance, and what was the third one? Something else. Uh, and by some coincidence that I'm sure we'll get on, some uh, some adventure that I'm sure we'll discuss, uh, he managed to take over the round table, and they would all live like he did, and they didn't like it, so they had to try and find a way to make him non-temperant, chaste, etc., which they did by employing Merlin's magic. Um, to which, seduce him. To seduce him, which Lady Guinevere enjoyed as well. So, did you laugh? I think you laughed. Not um. I've I think got, you laughed four times. I've got five. Oh, there you go. I've got. Oh no, sorry, that's two lines of one laugh. No. But um, Merlin. Well, um, they heard hooves. Oh yes. And then they realised it wasn't proper horse. It was Merlin playing with his coconuts. And Kenneth Connor's character, hey, King Arthur, said, um, silly boy, he can hardly see already. <laughs> Implying that he was wanking and that would make him blind. Yes. <laughs> Thanks for that explanation. Uh, there was an earlier joke, earlier laugh. From me? Which, yes, which was when uh, King Arthur suggested to the knights that they be called the round table. And one of them said, makes it sound a bit like a charity, doesn't it? Well, I smiled, maybe. <laughs> no, it must have been actual noise for me to hear that. Okay. Your next uh, laugh? Was um, when Pure Heart came in to say you shouldn't be drinking, and one of the knights stood up and said, I drink ten gallons Gallon. of ale a day, and it's done me no bad, no no harm. And uh, he said, what is your name? And he said, Sir Osis of the Liver. Hey. Like of the yes, that was Victor Madden's uh, character, Cirrhosis of the Liver. Right. Um, my next laugh was, um, well, can I just say, Butterworth as Merlin. Yes. He was fabulous. He was very, very good. And the first scene with him, when Kenneth Connor, as the king, knocked on his door, mm-hmm. he opened his wee hatch mm-hmm. and um, said... Uh, can I can I come in? 
by appointment of the king, well, I am the king. Well, you need an appointment. <laughs> and they said, can you see me now? And he goes, yes, quite clearly. <laughs> no, can you see me inside? And he turned around and said, no, you're not in here. <laughs> Just brilliant. All of that. <laughs> yeah, as soon as Butterworth turned up, yeah. it was like, oh, we're all right. Because Butterworth's always good, isn't right he? And, and he did not disappoint here. And then when we're in his room, uh-huh. and he was just about to look into his magic ball. <laughs> his crystal ball of porn, yes. yes. He, he he lifted his arms up and said, oh, I've lost my hands. There they are. <laughs> I'm sure that was ad No, that was definitely ad because he um, had the, the big wizard sleeves yeah, on, of course. Um, and that was just brilliant. So, mm. um, I also liked a bit later on, because I don't know if this might have been ad-libbed. Uh, I don't, I couldn't have been. But the the crystal ball lit up different colours. Uh-huh. Um, but it didn't light up immediately. And Merlin said, these old balls take a while to warm up, which is a joke about TVs. But then Joan Sims as Guinevere said, don't I know it? Yes. <laughs> so I thought that was quite funny. Now, Joan was brilliant, particularly considering she had one joke. Which was she, she was randy. That she wasn't getting any. Mm-hmm. And she said that, Quite a few times, yes. and that's all she had. But she was very good at it. Uh-huh. Um, now, I was a bit worried when whoever played Raleigh in the Elizabethan one. John Carlin, he's not in it. He was in it right at the beginning, and I was like, oh, not... No, no, no. Jim, the, the gay one. Is that not... Is that... <laughs> Jack Douglas! I don't like him being gay. <laughs> okay, fine. I like um, the fact that he was, well, I didn't like, I thought, he was totally on the nose, like, this, uh, this although, uh, interesting, this gay character, what will we call him? Uh, Sergei? Okay then, let's call him Sergei. He was very camp, yeah. uh, man at arms. Yes, at the very beginning, you, did, you didn't like him. Am I right in thinking Cribbins was in it? No, you're wrong in thinking Who's Cribbins that? was in it. That's Norman Chappell. But he's been in a lot like of them. Him. He does look a bit like them. He is hopeless. Yes. And he all these lines. There's a lot, not just him, but a lot of folk talking over each other. Yeah. And they didn't retake it because, you know, no. let's just churn these out. Mm-hmm. Eh? Um, there was something actually notable about Jack Douglas's performance in this episode. Not something that he did, but something he didn't that go, well, the first hey! time he didn't do. We didn't get any album epitomus. Even Lord People Flimsy had an album epitomus moment, although it was cut away from really quickly. I don't know if you noticed that. This is when I was going back to the last one. When he hit his first, when he first hit his head on the beam. Oh yeah. His reaction was an album epitomus, uh, but they cut away from it so fast that you barely saw it. Anyway. Now we had a a man of colour. It was a different time. And the only reason we had a man of colour was for one joke. Well, two jokes. So, uh, really three jokes, I think. Well, I only saw the one. Well, two jokes were kind of the same. The first one, which was, uh, he is the dreaded Black Knight, and he turned out to be only, I think, the second actual black person to have had a line in a carry-on film. Who was the first? Kenny Lynch is the conductor on the bus in um. carry-on loving. Um Yes, so the Black Knight was a black person. Uh, but then the second joke was actually, I think, quite subtle. He was called Sir Ali, and he spoke like Muhammad Ali. Ah. All that bit about, I am the greatest, and I am beautiful, ah. and blah, blah, and it's like, oh, all right, I see what you're okay. doing there. 
But then the third joke was basically the first joke again, which was when Bernard Breslau defeated him at the jousting, mm-hmm. they said, he's potted the black. Mm-hmm. The black. It's it was different. a different time. <laughs> so no, there I we go. say that the, whoever the actor was, was, Oscar James. was particularly good. Well, no, but then he didn't have an awful lot. He, I, yeah. I caught on. It's like, well, wait a minute. I'd heard that he, can, he called Sir Ali. I was like, that's interesting. And then I thought, oh, he's doing Muhammad Ali. Yeah, okay. Well, maybe, him. yeah. Because he's not the most dynamic of people. Who? Sir Muhammad Ali. Well, he kind of was back then. Yeah, but no, but I meant in the way he talks, you know, in the sort of... Okay. Yeah, okay. <laughs> right. Um. So... What's our, do we have an overall view on this? Middle of the road. Middle of the road. Top mark for Butterworth. Oh yeah, Butterworth is Marlin. He, he was really good. Um, Special mention for Joan. Joan. Kenneth Connor, I thought. Kenneth was alright, wasn't he? Yeah. So, um, do you want to know what you could have watched? This is a new series. I, I would have been watching something else. You would have been watching something else. Well, I think you would have been. We're now on Sundays at 25 past 7. Yep. So, Earlier, bit of uh, um, prime time. Isn't it a bit too sexual for 25 past 7? Clearly not. Yeah. On BBC One, you would have been watching Full Dark. Oh, I would have been. Yeah. Apparently the original was better in terms of Sexy Man. Oh, do you think so? According you to your mother. Oh, my mum. My she would have been banging the, the uh, target audience for old Robin Ellis. Uh, or on BBC Two, Explorers. The story of Alexander von Humboldt. What did he explore? I have no idea. The Orinoco River. Where is the Orinoco River? I have no idea. I think it's in South America. That's I the... didn't think it was real. I thought it was just something in you're talking about. <laughs> this is not one of the Wombles. <laughs> the Wombles are all named after geographical places. So oh, I see. That would be that. Uh, so that is, uh, that, that's been... You're a fountain of knowledge. I know. A bumper crop of carry-on laughing. Um, we're just trying to churn through them so we can get back to the proper films. What so far has been the best episode? Of, well, there's no question about the best episode has been Orgy and Bess, hasn't it? Yes. Um, what's been the worst? Uh, probably the first Dave Freeman. The the first one, the Prisoner of Spender. Sid James was like the double. I think the worst one's been the um, the one when Sid James was the around the castle. Yes, that no, called? that one. What was that called? I don't know. Do we care? The Baron Outlook. I think that's been the worst one. Um, but, I, so, the question is, of course, do we carry on? Yeah, I just want to get back to the film, so let's keep going. Let's keep going. All right. If you have enjoyed or endured um, Carry On Laughing with us, uh, do get in contact with us to let us know what you think. Uh, carry on podcast at gmail.com. Or at Carry On Podcast on Twitter. Uh, but uh, all we can say is until the next time when we carry on at the missus. Well, bye bye. Carry on. <laughs>